Let's go. Another great football card show for you today. Coming up, we're going to talk about some new phenomenon calling, uh, let's just call it this way. The cards are back on the shelves, Andy. You can actually take your kids, not get trampled, and get a box of cards. That is crazy. Oh man, it's yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I I think it's great, man. I remember the days when yeah, you you had to contend with the shady distributors and the scalpers, the flippers that knew the system, that had made friends with the employees, and there were no cards. There were never any cards. Not even uh, you know non licensed cards. There were there was no leaf. There was no nothing. You know, and and now you can at least find something so and, and that is a, a new experience um and uh, it's kind of enjoyable you know it's a fine line fine line they got to balance right between having too much on the shelves we don't want to turn into like the 90s but at the same time it is definitely nice being able to walk in a store and pick up a pack of cards for retail prices we'll talk about that a little bit later plus plays of the week but andy our topic to start off every single episode we always bring up one evergreen thing and today We're going to talk about something that might sound strange to a lot of people, but would you prefer your card to be in a one touch or your card to be in a slab? Now, the simple truth is every single one of us want every one of our cards to probably be in a PSA 10 slab because of what that does to a card's value. But let's just say any other slab outside of a PSA 10, would you rather your card just be raw in a one touch shiny uh, pro mold, whatever the case may be, uh, and or would you rather your card be in a BGS 9.5 or a PSA 8 or 9 slab? Man, well, I'd, I'd rather it be in a BGS 10 yeah. slab or a, an SGC 10 gold label slab. I mean, that would be the, the ultimate slabbed up uh, experience. But uh, otherwise, you know, I, I'm totally fine with having it in a, in a one-touch you know, I think the One Touch offers a lot of uh, a lot of security. Like, you know, it preserves the card nicely and uh, makes it look nice in photographs and display. And ultimately, I think the raw cards, Carter, give you a lot of uh, of subjectivity, right? Because now all of a sudden you have that question mark around whether or not that card is truly a ten, Jim and ten. Um, and you can make it look very nice in photographs. You know, if you see a, a card of a PSA 10, it, the photo could be bad, but it sells PSA 10. It's going to sell like a PSA 10. There's not a whole lot of variance there, but a raw card has a lot of variance based on the photographs. So comment down below of this YouTube video. If you're watching this uh, or listening to this on a podcast, five-star review, you could always hit them up, FB Card Quest or me at Power Hour LSU or at Card of the Power. Let us know. Because for me, Andy, when you think of sports cards philosophically, what a lot of it is is hype, potential, right? But normally we look at sports cards as the potential of the player on the card, right? What we sometimes don't factor in is the potential of the card itself being a 10, if that makes sense. Um, and, and that's the funny thing about it, right? Uh, if you go look at Zion Williamson, you know, a very iconic raw prism card or just any card uh, of the raw rookie form, you know, sometimes it does just look better just raw because if somebody looks at it cer- a, a certain way, they'll get their little monocle out and be like, 
oh, this could be a 10. Look at the corners. Look at the centering on this thing. So I I, I do think, uh, you know, one touch. It, it may sound stupid to some of the, some people. It may just be like, of course, I want the card slabbed and preserved. Uh, but, you know, for a lot of people, Andy, they, they just like the card cleanly put in, in that one T, baby. And especially, I think, horizontally formatted cards, Carter, because in a traditional slab, they always goofy. Do you, do you stand the card upright and have the card sideways? Or do you sit it sideways and have your label on the slab, you know, sideways? So it's like, you know, it, there's there's not a, a good way. So I, I like the horizontal cards in a in a one touch. And you, you even have cards like the booklets and stuff like that. I think those look really cool. And those elongated one touches and stuff. So I think the horizontal cards, it becomes even more important. I, I know some of the slabbing companies have actually created these horizontally formatted slabs to account for the horizontal cards and the the, the demand from the hobby wanting to have everything, you know, lined up straight on a horizontal card. But still, you know, uh, it's not it's not very common yet. You know, PSA doesn't do that. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where that uh, applies more, even more so on a, on a horizontal card. What are the slab companies going to do about that? It just looks awkward, right? If you, uh, I know you can't see them. I'm going to have to pull them off my shelf here, but I don't know because I know you're you're just not a horizontal card guy in general. Look at all the cards behind you; most of them are are vertical. Yeah, most of them are vertical, but I do have a nice horizontal card that was. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Because where is it at? It, oh, oh, there it is. It's one that was give. It was one that I uh, I won actually in a bet. It's slabbed. Look at that. So this is this is a nice little letter oh for Nick. God, please, uh, oh. <laughs> Spectra rookie patch auto here. Nice on card auto. Twenty nine out of ninety nine. It is unfortunate that he's in this Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. I don't have him in the Tampa Bay Bucks, but. It's like, do you do you sit it upright on the wall? I sit it upright because all the other cards around it are upright as well. And so ultimately, I, I just want to have it upright because it would look weird with a card, you know, like this. And all the other cards are vertically <laughs> formatted around it. So but then you have the card sideways, you know. So for the true OGs of the podcast, this card used to be mine and I lost it when Tom Brady Stuck the dagger into Drew Brees' heart in his final game in a Saints uniform back in 2020. Um, so, yeah, Andy, I know that's one of your favorite cards ever. Honestly, that was one of my favorite cards ever, too. Because, uh, you know, obviously, especially considering I have the Leonard Fournette jersey up here today. <laughs> uh, so, our OGs are probably getting a good laugh out of that. So, I'm never betting any of my favorite cards in a bet, but it makes me like the card a little bit more since it is uh, back there. So there you go. So here's so here's another Leonard Fournette. This is a 2021 Panini Limited, and it's just a base card, but I actually this is one of my favorite cards because he's wearing the number seven jersey. Yeah. And now that I know the whole backstory behind the number seven jersey, I know how much this means to him. He's got the number seven jersey on now, and I love the color you know, the color scheme on this card, the design and just the whole Bucks uniform is very relevant to me. Right. This brings, uh, you know, very specific memories and emotions for me about him on the Bucks. Whereas that card on the Jags is nice because it's his rookie card. But this 
it does not have as much uh, other than the fact that I won it from you in a bet. So it does mean a tremendous amount to me. But if I had to just bought that card off the street, it wouldn't mean as much to me as even a card like this, just because of the the whole um, just the whole design and the color scheme and everything, you know? Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Why not? Um, you know, it's interesting how that works. Like, for for instance, I took a gamble on a Jameis Winston card. Should have took profit before the season began. I wanted to ride Jameis all the way till the uh, the Saints Super Bowl run, uh, and I knew I was taking a gamble. I had a bunch of offers on the card, and I said no. Um, still, it was him in a Bucks uniform, right? And he's playing for the Saints now, so that's always kind of a weird thing, right? With the rookie card, you know, it's like for you, do you do you want? Leonard Fournette in a Jaguars card, or do you want Leonard Fournette in um, in, in a Buccaneers card? And what I'm doing now, actually, um, as you know, Andy, is like I've made one like decent-sized Breeze purchase. But Drew Breeze is definitely like a great example of this, right? Like no one remembers him from the Chargers, right? And his rookie cards still go for way more than a lot of his Saints stuff. But, man, when I see 2007 Drew Brees Saints, something rare that come up. Also, we talked about, you know, the Saints color match with uh, gold trim cards really well. Um, it, it It is very, very interesting. Um, and, and for you, Andy, like, I know it means more for you because you are a big fan of the Buccaneers. I, I, I love that question because if you are one of those people out there that say, look, I could take advantage of a potential opportunity – uh, with, with the new team, I, I could find the player in rare new team cards. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting topic because in the NFL and, and football is very much a team sport, right? And so there's very much a team aspect of it. And I think a lot of times uh, people are bigger fans of teams than they are of specific players. And Absolutely. I think that goes into it a lot. Like one of the cards that I sell all the time, is this base Bowman Chrome. And I just have a giant stack of them that I bought uh, when I got into the hobby because I realized this, that, uh, yeah, this is kind of like his Saints rookie card, you know, 2006 Bowman Chrome. I sell this for like 2 $3 all the time, plain white envelope, you know, and it's just there's a lot of people that want it. It's 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 all about the the relevancy and like what it, what it means to that person. So I think I, I feel like, so for example, Christian McCaffrey and his, big uh team change and uh you know he had the triple crown this past week carter which was pretty cool and i know Ooh. like his card values are up 50 percent across the board yeah he he threw a touchdown he caught a touchdown and he ran in a touchdown and and the last person to do that was ladanian tomlinson the hall of famer so right now chris mccaffrey's got quite a bit of hype and and he his cards had already spiked big time th through the trade but it's like I feel like for a lot of San Francisco fans, yeah, they're going to buy his rookie card, but they're going to feel like it's more of a commodity, right? It, it's right. It's more, it, it doesn't have that connection to them. I, I'm sure it, it, the card in of him in his San Francisco uniform is going to go on their wall. So I think the whole, I think the whole kind of learning lesson from this for me is that players that are drafted buy a team that are still on a team after several years and that appear to be lifers on the team, like Mike Evans on the Bucks or Keenan Allen on the Chargers or um, hopefully Nick Chubb on the Cleveland Browns, that those cards become inherently more scarce because people buy them and they stick them in their collections and they stay there and or they go on the wall 
um, versus, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette in a Jags uniform for me is more of a, of a commodity than of him in his, in his Buccaneers uniform. And you mentioned LaDainian Tomlinson. Every time I have a chance to talk about how great that guy was uh, for the Chargers, I I do. <laughs> huh? 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 And he wears Chargers uniforms. We had an episode a few weeks ago talking about how Chargers uniform colors always match well with the cards. They just always do, man. I don't know what it is about the Chargers colors, but they just do. Um, but yeah, Andy, I mean, Look, I, I, I'm with you on a lot of it. And it's a little bit different for me, obviously, as uh, an an LSU mostly. You know, my PC surrounds LSU football. I don't care what team they're on, right? I'm still, I'm still a fan of the, the 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 players. Whereas, you know, with the Saints, like I, the more I think about it, the more I hate the Jameis Winston thing, right? Even if I would have kept the card, it still looks weird, especially considering they're division rivals, right? So. It, it's 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 honestly strange how much you know we covet the rookie cards just because you know it, it's it's the rookie card. Um, so so yeah. Now we get into what's happening currently in the NFL, and you know for me, Andy, it's just uh, you know same story, different day. As uh, and I, I don't want to you know rehash everything we talked about last week and how this QB draft class for. Not only this one, but the next one kind of looks kind of, you know, shaky. So 2021 and 2022s. But, you know, each week this year, there has been a quarterback that has looked the best out of, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And, you know, going into the air, some people thought Trey Lance because he he played for a Shanahan offense. Um, But, Andy, you know, Justin Fields – uh, is, is has played the best uh, to me up to this point of the year. And as much as I would like to look genius, Justin Fields was my number one quarterback in that draft class. I'm, I'm, I still have my doubts about, you know, basically all the young quarterbacks, including young Kenny Pickett as well. Yeah. Sunday, you know, was nice because the NFL really f- finally bucked the trend big time on passing touchdowns. There was a tremendous amount of scoring. You got two yeah. a fully healthy back. I mean, he absolutely went off with a Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Uh, so that was good to see. You know, um, wasn't a great day for uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. They both sputtered out. And uh, luckily, though, the, the Patriots have such a good run game that Ramondre Stevenson was able to carry them kind of a to a to a win there. And, uh, you know, that whole Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones quarterback controversy is over and Bailey Zappi's turned back into a pumpkin and Mac Jones values are starting to go back up because it's like, man, these Patriots fans are just trying to grasp for straws here. They're trying to figure out who their starting quarterback is going to be. Um, but I love to see that Justin Fields is finally starting to get an identity in the NFL and, and Matter Eberflus is starting to figure out how they want to try and win. Um, and they're copying more of that RPO, Philadelphia Eagles, Baltimore Ravens style playbook. And I think that's a very good fit for Justin Fields to kind of start greasing the groove, building that muscle memory until they can build some guys around him, right? I mean, get, get build some better skill position players. I know Bears fans are steaming, like they're, they're furious over the fact they traded Roquan Smith, who is arguably their best defensive player. And they're just constantly like shooting, shooting themselves in the foot over there, so... 
Yeah, it's it's not um, it's not great. But you're right, Carter. Man, you're right about uh, Justin Fields looking like the best. Uh, Trevor Lawrence once again. I, I didn't know they were going up against Denver's elite secondary in London, yeah. but still not a good game from him uh, once again. And his values have gone down even more. And uh, you know, I, I we were telling people to sell him on the hype of coming into the season. Like, don't get greedy, right? We we thought he was just a guy and. I mean, he's turned out to just be a guy. I don't think that he's ever going to turn into like a Troy Aikman or a Peyton Manning type of player, Carter. Yeah, and look, more often than not, the preseason hype cycle is going to be the best time to sell a card, right? Um, And Trevor just hadn't looked great. And the supply is just so much more for Trevor cards and – every other draft class before him, right? There's so many Trevor cards out there. There's so many Trevor one-of-ones out there where it makes you think, well, are there, are there really Trevor one-of-ones out there when there's that many one-of-ones out there? Um, it's 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 truly insane. And one thing that I think is also pretty fascinating, Andy, is the GOAT QBs that are still playing now are also sucking it up, Right. Your dear beloved Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers looks very ordinary. The darling of last year was Matthew Stafford, ordinary. Um, a lot of these veteran quarterbacks, and I'm not including Patrick Mahomes in that group, right? He was 2017. Those guys were 2011 and 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 older, right? A lot of them have have, have looked like statues. Obviously, if you were a Matt Ryan investor, this could not have gone worse for you as well with, uh, you know, everyone just expecting Matt Ryan to have the Matthew Stafford type of run. So my question for you, Andy, is what have you thought of their performances and what have you thought of their football card movement? Yeah. So all of those goat prices like uh, Tom Brady, I mean, they're down. I mean, his, his most popular card is the 2000 Bowman. That PSA 10 value is down from a high of about $24,000 in the playoff time period last year to down at around $9,000 now. Uh, The Aaron Rodgers 2005 tops PSA 10, I mean, down approximately 300% as well. The Matthew Staffords have just like kind of come back down to like base bottom floor. You can get like a raw Bowman Chrome or a Topps Chrome for just $10, $15. Um, you know, Matt, same thing with Matt Ryan cards because those guys are very similar draft classes and kind of availability of, of what uh, what's out there for their rookie cards. Uh, so, yeah, not not good at all. On the other hand, you talk about Patrick Mahomes. I compare him to Josh Allen. Like, th- those guys are in a class of their own at this point. Josh Allen has gotten so much hype that, you know, his card prices are very close to Mahomes when you compare equal scarcity. Um, so those guys I compare amongst themselves and then I kind of, you know, I'll compare the older guys with, you know, even Russell Wilson can be kind of lumped into that category with Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole kind of situation, whether it's a lack of receiver talent, offensive line injuries, change of coaching it's it's a variety of, of different issues, but ultimately it's all led to a, a decrease in scoring and decrease in performance across the board for those guys, plus a string of losses. 
and this has really affected their card values big time. I, I think you could almost, you know, buy into maybe uh, some Tom Brady. Like I've even found some decent Tom Brady cards. Carter, he's only got 135 different rookie cards for just over $100 in a PSA slab. Um, and I think, you know, you could say, hey, maybe he bucks a trend. He's still only one game out from, you know, being a division leader in the NFC South. The NFC South is still wide open, uh, you know, so there's always that that's, that kind of is out there. But uh, we just lost Shaq Barrett for the year, so our defense takes another downgrade. You know, we're missing four def- defensive secondary starters. Uh, we'll get one of them back this week, but the other three are still questionable. So, I mean, that's it's not good, man. It's not good at all across the board there. And the, the Packers are really struggling as well just to find receiving talent, uh, and uh, it's big, big issues. I also left out my doppelganger, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. Have, have you gotten yourself a, a danger witch yet, Andy? A, da- a danger witch? What the, the the Russell Wilson sub from Subway? Have you gotten your Danger Witch yet? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I know I have not got my Danger Witch, and uh, no Russell Wilson. He is, I don't know, man. He's transformed. Like he used to be cool, and now he's like uh, he's just he's a different person. He's he's scrambling. He's another guy. That's, he's grasping for straws, man. He's trying to resurrect his career before it slips out of control, like Matt Ryan. You know that's that's the worst when you get permanently benched for a young second year quarterback uh and uh man there's a lot of um there's a lot of benching and and you know teams want to win man teams want to score points and they want to win russ they were luckily they were able to kind of ride on their dad defense man a little bit of passing he's gravitated towards the rookie tight end greg dolchitz uh, he, he's definitely a guy who's, who's got a rookie card stock up right now he led the team in receiving yards on sunday believe it or not I was a Greg Dolchich believer. I think I am on a few underdog teams when he wasn't getting drafted at all. And the only reason is that he tore up LSU Tigers in 2021. He could play at UCLA. Now, what's very interesting about that is um, obviously Russell Wilson. I, I remember when his PSA 10 base was, and I know there's a towel up, towel down difference, okay? But I remember when the PSA 10s for that card were going $800, $900 in the base. And I I saw a few, you know, Ryan cards, a big card count on Twitter. He was selling a PSA 10, I believe, for 150 recently. 150. What a fall from grace this card has had. Iconic card, 2012 Prism, right, Andy? First year Prism. Russell, the clear-cut best quarterback from this class. May not be the case. You know, look, Kirk Cousins makes a Super Bowl run this year. Kirk might look like, hey, look at me. You like that? You like my card prices? Uh, but still, it, it, it's crazy how this card right here for Muscle, uh, the the dip on what was once a darling card in the hobby is just kind of junk now. Yeah, man. Uh, population of 586 on that towel down Russell Wilson prison PSA 10. And you can see the auction last night on Monday night, 11 p.m. closed for 172.50. Before that, the auction um, Sunday for 250. So definitely a bigger spike 
whenever it's game time. The, there was a Thursday auction at 10.08 p.m. that ended for 4.09. Also a Probstein auction here, Probstein 123, the 4.09 and yeah. the 172.50. I find that interesting. That's a, that's a wild variance. But at any given time, you could only have one PSA 10 Russell Wilson uh, prism on, on eBay. So... Yeah, but but I mean, down so so far compared to where it was at, um, like November timeframe, September before he got injured last year on the Seahawks, that was about a thousand dollar card. <laughs> it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And one thing that got me really angry, okay, as a we are both NFC South uh, diehards, right, and we both like DJ Moore. I really wanted the Panthers to beat the Falcons so we could have four, three, and five teams. And we could talk a little bit more about, to me, one of the more interesting card stories in the hobby, Andy. I actually looked this up on eBay a few days ago. PJ Walker Auto. And I could not find anything, right? I could not find a single PJ. I, I guess, I, I mean, I did like one like quick search uh, cause God dog, he looked good. I mean, changing his arm angle and part of the reason why I like PJ Walker, this is how much I love my LSU Tigers, Andy, is that they finally started throwing Terrace Marshall the ball. They finally, they, they, they finally said, maybe we should try Terrace Marshall out. Now it was just one great game, but you know, one of my buddies, Shane is a big, like Terrace Marshall collector. So I was happy for him, but I'm a big yeah. TM six fan because he had part of the greatest team of all time. Uh, 2019 LSU, PJ was tossing him the rock, getting DJ more involved with, you know, arguably the catch of the year um, and the stupid helmet throw penalty. Come on, let people celebrate for goodness gracious sakes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm a little bit of a PJ Walker stand and he's kind of become a, a Geno Smith for me as well. Just quarterbacks with no hype that are just coming in and, and, and balling out of control. Yeah, massive improvement from when he stepped in for injured Sam Darnold and Cam Newton last year under Matt Rule. And uh, you can already see a difference in the Carolina Panthers since firing Matt Rule (laughs) and uh, P.J. Walker, XFL's finest. So you see he's got a few cards from uh, the XFL with the rookie card shield on it uh, from Tops Now, kind of like a Panini <laughs> Instant comparable brand there. If you're looking for NFL licensed card, he does have a unparalleled. He's got nothing autographed. He literally only has 36 different cards. You can find this information out by going to tcdb.com and typing in PJ Walker. You pull him up. Uh, you see here that he's got some cards from 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, but only 36 different total cards. So what you'll probably see happen if he continues to play like this, Panini will go back and print him in some cards. They may go back and create like some kind of autograph redemption or, or uh, uh, whether it's like a field level or a rookie ticket auto or something like that. But look, I mean, that's it. That's all he's got is unparalleled. If, if you want to get into his rookie cards from actually 2018, only 11 different cards they're all from unparalleled, no autographs here. A lot of yeah. them are serial numbered, so that's it. So it's going to be one of those situations. He doesn't even have a rookie ticket auto, Carter. Mm. And it's in mm. a Colts mm. uniform. I love this hobby so freaking much. Hey, there's just nothing more I love than doing this show and talking about P.J. Walker. 
Uh, and, and look, this could be a Mike White uh, effect where he only had like this one good week, which is probably the case. But I was just really happy they started – Terrace Marshall started getting some targets. So uh, yeah. so uh, there you go. Shout out to you, P.J. Walker. Yeah, You're and- no, go on. DJ Moore back to life. No, that, that, that ball, that, that bomb to DJ Moore, I mean, I didn't know that P.J. Walker would throw the ball that far. I mean, that ball, that ball traveled like 65 yards in the air. That was an impressive throw. So now we get into, um, you know, hobby tip of the week here. And, and, and for me, Andy, I, I'm just going to say what I said at the jump. When you go to a retail store, you know, you're going into Walmart, you're going into Target, like – First off, it's kind of a weird phenomenon because, of course, if you're going into like a LCS or a hobby shop or a card show, you're going there to buy sports card shows, uh, to, to, to buy sports cards, if you will. Whereas if you're going to a retail store, you're going in there to buy, you know, ham for your ham sandwiches, a light bulb, a vacuum cleaner, uh, some hot sauce. And then you, after all that's done, you probably, you know, scurry over to, that section right uh, uh of the store where you see all the sealed wax okay just because the sealed wax is back on the shelves and you see it all back on the shelves it doesn't necessarily mean you have to buy said sealed wax okay this is something that i thought was going to hit nba collectors really hard um and uh, Look, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think there is a parallel with not only the NFL, you know, rookie quarterbacks from these last couple of years. I, I don't think there's a lot of good NBA rookies. I, I think Cade Cunningham is just kind of like regular, right? I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But my point is, I, I just don't think the rookies from that class are really that great. And that's the chase, right? That's, you know, that, that that's what, you know, it's supply and demand, as you always preach. People are buying those boxes with the hope that there is one of those cards sticking in there, right? Um, so just because you see iconic Prism brand uh, Cade Cunningham on the mega box doesn't mean that the, that that box is going to go as far up as 2020 Prism retail boxes, which float. I haven't checked recently. I have a few, but with, which float around 250 to 300, whatever the case may be. So, once again, if you buy a sealed box of cards, there is no for sure guarantee that there is going to be something in there. And I think that's especially important to let people know that are getting back into the hobby because they're used to go to the sh- uh, go to a shop, buy a pack whenever you get out of the pack uh, is what you get. It is a singles world. That is basically it. So. You know, number one, like you said, Andy, to start the show, I am very happy that you can go. It, it needed to happen that there was a course correction that, you know, p- people wanted. If you want to buy a box to rip, you can go there and it not be cleaned out. But at the same time, understand that buying singles is is always uh, the better option, in my opinion, because you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know what you're getting, man. There's got to be a lot of entertainment value um there and and you know just a small little on a whim you know not a big part of your bankroll but why spend 250 dollars like even, even if we were talking about a hobby box i think like you get more bang for your buck in a hobby box carter because you're guaranteed yeah. a lot of times 
an autograph, some memorabilia, a couple, you know, parallel numbered inserts, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe pull some more rookies. So, you know, you have a higher hit rate, like it, the best sellers, uh, 2022 certified prime example, hobby box, $220. But, you know, you could go and take that $220, buy the exact player and the card that you wanted and, and have a lot more fulfillment out of that. And, and financially speaking, you're going to do your bankroll a lot bigger justice uh, with that as well. Yeah. And, and like, for instance, I opened a, you know, Chronicles pack and I pulled a, you know, Jefferson Jefferson base prism black. So, you know, the thrill of me seeing, oh, cool, there's Justin freaking Jefferson. That was worth it, right? It was fun. But it is also a gamble. So always keep that in mind, right? It's just better to go buy singles because that's the first question that I get, Andy. Um, because I do have a lot of people on my like private Power Hour LSU Discord wanting to get in. And it helps that you know LSU's got a ton of great young players in the league now. But they say, do I go buy packs? Do I go buy boxes? Do I go to the store? And 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 I have to tell them, if you want to gamble, go for it. But that is not the best option. So my hobby tip of the week is just because there is product on the shelves. Uh, and I see a lot of the wild card mats on on, on the shelves. Stay, stay away from that um, and, and just get you some good singles. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah, the cards just, you know, they're the 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 cards that are actually going to be worth anything are going to be very far and few in between, especially from a blaster box. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Carter. Stay away from that. But it does make sense to come over to blowoutcards.com and look at what their best sellers are, because they update this hourly and it's all based on uh, what people are buying, you know, and, and this is what they put up there. So, you know, you look at the new sets and I will say to piggyback off of that, Carter, Go and look at whether it's Cardboard Connection or Beckett and go and look or TCDB.com. Go and look at what the checklist is for that actual set to see if the player that you're hoping to get out of there is actually in there, you know, because we've got a lot of like, you know, Bailey Zappies coming up or what about Jalen Warren on the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, a lot of people kind of, you know, they moved off of Najee Harris. Like he's just a guy, you know, a lot of what uh, his hype was because he was from Alabama and he's got this uh, really interesting story and everything. But, you know, Jalen Warren's been more efficient. People are looking for a Jalen Warren card. But you got to go look up and see what sets he's in. He's only in gold standard right now. So if you bought a certified hobby box, you're not even going to have a chance to get him. Or a, a Panini Black, he's not in that. You, you're not going to have a, a chance to get him. So he doesn't have that draft capital, you know, um, undrafted so you kind of have to wait or you have to be more strategic you have to go and look and what see what sets these guys are in and then ultimately it's like well just stock that guy single in an auction and guarantee that you're getting the car that you want and if you're targeting auctions during the week and when it's like atypical for a lot of people to be paying attention and bidding on a car you could probably get that card well under market value and now all of a sudden you're uh you're just it's it's win-win so that is that is uh, my uh, my hobby tip of the week, and I, I did pull up an example here for you, Carter. Oh. We talk about this at the beginning of the show with the one touch effect, right? Uh, so we talked about the the one touch and the slab, and there's a big difference in the quality of photos and the way that a raw card is displayed. And you can see here a prime example of the resale value difference between a card in a one touch and a card just raw sitting on a table or a counter. 
Clyde Edwards-Solaire, Optic Hollow here, Carter, in a one-touch sold for $13. Outside of a one-touch, on the same day, at the same time, these auctions were all back-to-back-to-back, or buy-it-nows were back-to-back-to-back. Um, well, two of them were auctions, one buy-it-now. Uh, you can see the, the difference there in what huge. people will pay. Huge. huge. It's absolutely huge. And Optic Hollow still is so beautiful, especially 2020 Optic Hollows. They looked phenomenal. Um so there you go. Now it's time for, you know, play of the week here, Andy. Um, I'm trying to decide if if I want to let you go first. Just I'm, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go first because I went first on hobby tip of the week. Yeah, man. So um, I mean, you you uh you talked about Kirk Cousins earlier in the show, so you did did mention that he is uh quietly having a very good season. I I don't uh necessarily I don't think he's gonna you know, win MVP, but I, I do see the Vikings as taking down the NFC North and actually making a solid playoff run. And I, I still looked at the population of his prism cards and like, yeah, they his base prism PSA 10 has gone up 30%, but still that card is still only at about a hundred dollar trend, an average of $91, a current trend of 115. Cause there's a buy it now just yesterday this card's only got a population of 32, Carter, only wow. 32. Um, so I know a lot of what has buoyed Kirk Cousins' values is Justin Jefferson and, you know, the skill position guys on the Vikings. Um, but, uh, you know, just taking down the NFC North and getting to the playoffs, it's been a long time for the Vikings, I think, by that point. We're going to see a lot more hype for Kirk Cousins cards. And if you can find a base prison PSA 10 for Kirk Cousins ending in auction for about $100, I think it's an absolute steal compared if you compare him to the, the rest of the draft class. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get up to what Russell Wilson's high was of $1,000, but I think he can get up to a couple hundred dollars based on the scarcity of this card. And I think this correlates over to Kirk Cousins' other cards, whether it's the Tops, Tops X-Fractor, uh, prism autograph cards these like $2,500 cards for Russ, stuff like that. Um, I'm still seeing like a, a lot of opportunity here for a guy uh, that, you know, has a high ceiling. If they, if they really open it up, I mean, there is, you know, a four or five touchdown game in Kirk cousins yeah. portfolio with uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith, all those guys. And Dalvin. Uh, Madison. Yeah. I mean, just a great yeah. running back room. Great offensive line. Darisol's a good player for them. But and obviously the head coach change, right? Um, so yeah, it, absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I I like Kirk a lot. I I really do. I I, I bought some Kirk autos on, on the cheap last year. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, you know, he, he is in a Washington uniform. Uh, is as well. So, do you go out and go find you some Kirk and Vikings uniforms? I, I, I think that would be interesting, especially if the Vikings do make a Super Bowl run, because, well, they haven't made a lot of those. So, it, it's, it's, uh, very interesting as far as like the the Super Bowl hype cycle. So, I like it. And Andy, just off the top of your head, can you guess how many Pro Bowls Kirk Cousins has been to? I would say he's probably been to at least three or four. There you go. Right on the money. He's been to three. Kirk Cousins has been to three Pro Bowls. So I absolutely love it. You know, my play of the week here, Andy, is 
it, it, you know, I, wa- I wanted to get sexy here and say Geno Smith. I just don't think it's it's like something long term, right? Are the Seahawks really going to say, "Look, this is our guy"? But it's kind of, I mean, the, the level at which he is playing is is phenomenal. Like, it's not like you know, PJ Walker. We were kind of just joking around. That was one game. But this is consistently dominant, dominant performances, like really difficult throws that Geno Smith is making where you go, okay, is this guy the best quarterback in the NFC right now? I'm I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not joking at all. Um, it's honestly amazing. It's honestly amazing. I would also keep an eye out for uh, Dak prices because if the Cowboys do make a Super Bowl run, Dak's prices will go so high it won't you won't even know it. Right? Biggest brand, big star, long term contract. Um, I'm sure they've already gone up quite a bit. I've not really looked at Dak, but I've been keeping an eye on 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 Gino. And I will I will say this right. Um, you know the, his prices have gone up. Some right, I will. I, w- I will say that I did have two different um former NFL players tell me that Gino could play like before the season began. They now they weren't going off and saying that he, he was going to be better than Russell Wilson, but lucky enough, like through my YouTube channel, I've gotten to meet and, and talk to people that have played in the league. Um, one of which has hung out with Gino before you know, just one-on-one and how much he just enjoyed being around him. Um, and it, he, I mean, he can really spin the freaking rock. Um, and look, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of tread on the tires, right? So, uh, you know, one thing I've learned from the Geno Smith thing here is it's it, it, some, some quarterbacks just can't play, but it's your situation, Right, it's with the Jets for forever, and that situation has always sucked there. So, shout out to you, you know, Geno Smith and the Seattle freaking Seahawks. Let's go! Yeah, dude, I bought this rookie ink auto Geno Smith for twenty dollars, and now, like, I already saw a PSA ten in this card sold for two fifty, and uh, the raw rookie ticket autos for Geno are still trickling out around fifty to sixty dollars. But uh, you're right, man. I think we've got too big of a sample size. I actually was listening to the Travis Kelsey podcast uh, the other day, Carter. You kind of put me on to that. These guys are a great podcast. But he was talking about seeing Geno Smith in college and the way he threw the ball was like none other quarterback that he'd ever seen before. Uh, and he actually shouted out as his like player of the week and everything with Geno Smith. And right now, Geno Smith is the number one most accurate quarterback in the NFL in terms of true completion, accuracy rating, play action completion, and clean pocket completion. And it's like when you have uh, a Kenneth Walker third who's emerged as now, you know, Brees Hall towards ACL. So that's unfortunate. But Kenneth Walker, I mean, his running style is so good, man. That guy is good. So you got. Him setting up play action. Then you've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, plus a Marquise Goodwin who's been resurrected there, thanks to Geno Smith. I mean, it's like no Russell Wilson, no problem, man. And uh, the, the Seahawks, lone division leaders in the NFC West, 
I love it, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I want the exposure. I got my Geno Smith. I got some yeah. Kirk Cousins here. I'm ready to go, man. I'm here for it. Let's go. Uh, one quick thing before we get out of here. Um, wide receivers, some of them might move. Have those cards listed, mm. right? Uh, if you had your Kadarius Tony cards listed, you made some money, right? Um, that's just how fast the news cycle works, right? We didn't even mention that until at the end. So, you know, some some receivers that might be dealt, the Moors, if you will, and make sure you have those cards listed. And uh, don't forget, leave a five-star review. Get in the comment section if you are watching this on YouTube. One touch versus a slab, okay? And yeah. until next week, we'll talk to you, baby. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Whoa. So, um, Haley is on the phone with her mom. She's on the phone with her mom right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like, wait, Carter does a show? Uh, another show? Because uh, she just knows I do the YouTube stuff. And then she said, uh, and Haley said, yeah, he does a card show, card podcast. And she was like, oh, a debit card podcast? <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, we 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 talk about Visa and 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 Mastercard, but in theory, sports cards is a debit card podcast, or for many people, unfortunately, a credit card podcast." Uh, and I, I was thinking about that, um, like how much better sports cards has become when when I honestly started. I don't know if you do this. Uh, I do look at a separate bankroll for like my sports cards for everything else, especially, you know, when you got a wedding coming up, you got all this stuff, you know, coming up. Um, so, yeah, man, good morning. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm doing pretty good, sir. I uh, just got back from the post office and dropped a couple more cards off. Sold some cards yesterday, sold some cards over the weekend. And uh, just dropping those off, man. Everything's going good. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks not looking too good, but your Saints got a shutout victory at home. Much needed, man. I, I was actually impressed by that. The Honey Badger had a nice pick in that game, Let's and the defense badge. played really well, dude. I know you're happy about that. Well, it's the Saints on Halloween, and they take it very seriously. You know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it it's funny. Uh, so. That's great, but today I'm completing um, – I, I think this is the first time I've ever done just a straight-up trade with a stranger. Like a, that Zion Williamson uh, for Luka Doncic card, and he's sending like a lot of like Joe Burrow base cards with it, and I, it, 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 it makes me think about, you know – I don't, I don't think this guy is scamming me because he has been, like, very forthright on getting this deal done. But he's, like, sent me a ton of photos and, and all that. It looks like he trades a bunch. But I'm getting, to me, such a better end on the deal that it does make me think, 
hey, am I missing on something? But then, you know, he's sending me a bunch of like, like LSU base cards, but those mean a lot to me because I give them out on the channel. So, you know, it saves me, it does save me a lot of money uh, because, you know, the giveaways are, are, are so big. And the, the Luca card is like a little bit less than just, it's just crazy. Um, so the thing, the thing that's really interesting about that is like the Zion base cards sell for like $5 more consistently than a PSA eight in a PSA slab. Um, sells for more than a B- BGS nine if it's just a raw card. Um, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, Andy. Like this is this is what I was thinking about being the um, the topic of the day. Either it being, tr- do you like trades? Do you do a bunch of trades? Or I was gonna do, do you like a card? raw compared to a card being in a slab i do think there's some people that just like the card in a one touch without you know uh the card being just in a slab yeah i always find that such a interesting topic because there are some people that i've met that i've been surprised because like when i was getting in it was all about the slabs right and most people I talked to were all about getting PSA 10s or BGS 9.5s, that kind of thing. And that was all the, the talk. And, uh, of course, SGC was in there. But then I met people like Jonathan Taylor Cards and uh, Bays over there um, at uh, J Jets Cards. And they were all about raw cards. And these are high-end collectors, you know, uh, that have pr- really serious collections. And they're all about raw cards. And they actually like the look of the raw card better. And that kind of... I mean, that kind of reinforced some of my beliefs because I've always been very much a raw card collector and investor. Um, I, I think there's a lot of variance, right? Because you have a much more subjective approach when it comes to getting raw cards. A lot more emphasis is placed on the photos, you know, because you can have a bad photo, but it's a PSA 10. It, it's got the card name listed right there on the label. And you know that the quality of that card and everything is what it is. It's a PSA 10 of whatever that card is. But when it's raw, like the photos actually go a lot longer, right? I mean, I mean, there's a big difference in the resale value of a bad photo of a refractor and a good photo of a refractor on, on a raw card. It's just amazing how much photos change everything, right? Like, I just remember, and I guess people have caught up with this when I was selling more cards. I just not selling as many as I used to like uh like even when I went to a few shows just the card being in a one touch is is a game changer I like I really do think it's I really do think that's a game changer I don't know why you taught me that you taught me that and and I started then to just look at examples and like every week when I'm doing my takeaways and I'm looking at the sold transactions, I'm seeing the card in the one touch sometimes sell for like 40, $50 in the same card, not in a one touch selling for 10, 15. And I'm like, Holy crap. This is totally, this is something, this is something real that actually has a serious effect on the cards. It was pretty cool. And it's at 100% has a, an effect. I love it. So today I want to talk about that. Do you 
are you a person that prefers the card in a one touch over a slab? I think everybody would say, well, I would prefer the card to be in a PSA 10 slab, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody would just because of the value aspect of it. But would you prefer your card raw on a one touch compared to um, uh, a, a graded slab, if you will? So, but yeah, no, I like that topic. That's very interesting. Another, I was thinking about another kind of evergreen topic last night um, because you have some players that have traded, like Christian McCaffrey stuck out to me as a guy that's recently been traded. And a lot of people are still, obviously, rookie cards are something that are very uh, popular. It, it showcases that player's initial season before they got all the success and everything and that rookie autograph. But I I wonder like how much it uh, affects people's decisions. Like if you're a San Francisco fan and uh, are, are there some San Francisco fans that are shying away from buying Christian McCaffrey's rookie cards because it depicts him in a Panthers uniform? It is like I, you know, and and I find that very interesting. So I'm like, I wonder if there's a way to quantify or just it's just a really interesting topic to discuss, like the difference between a guy that's a, a homer, so like Keenan Allen on the Chargers since his draft year, or um, you know, there's uh, Aaron Donald on the Rams since his draft year, you know, that kind of thing. I thought about Nick Chubb last night. I'm like, yeah, Nick, they, they, you know, Cleveland loves Nick Chubb. You know, they absolutely love him, regardless of the ugly uniforms. Like he's the heart and soul of that offense. You think about everybody else around him. There's not really any other uh, superstar on that team that's drafted by that team and still on the team, you know. So it's one of those things I find very interesting to to like uh, look at. You know, guys that are still on the team they were drafted by. How how does that affect their their rookie card market? I almost think it makes them more scarce because you have more home team collectors that want to stash that card versus Christian McCaffrey's rookie card, whereas now it's more of a commodity where it's going in and out of the market. San Francisco fans don't have much loyalty to it per se, maybe over a maybe a high-end San Francisco uniform Christian McCaffrey card. I think that's part of the reason why like um, <clears throat> basketball cards are so big is because uh, people are fans of the players instead of the teams. Whereas in the NFL, there's more fans of teams compared to players. Make a point about Nick Chubb. I love me some Nick Chubb. Uh, yeah. You know, sticking with the same team. Um, but yeah, no, you want to know what's interesting? Can you can you show me something real quick? I have never known how to do this. How do you tell if a card on eBay has been paid for? If it's been paid for, is there a way you like- could? Is there a way you could tell if the card actually got paid for? Well, um, uh, man, that's a good question because, I mean, it shows a completed transaction or like a a sold auction. I mean, unless it's your own listing, I'm not sure there's a way. I mean, of course, you look at the best offer accepted price at 130. But at the same time, it doesn't ever like guarantee you that. Okay. And how do you look at pay. how do you look at best offer accepted price? 130point.com but yesterday oh, it was okay. down dude. The site oh, was okay. down it was pissing me off because you know I use it all the time to um to go and look at what best offers were accepted at 
and uh and it was down yesterday so i couldn't get that and i didn't have some of the buy it now best offer accepted in my video um but there's there's an extension so google chrome makes an extension it's it's made by a company called alt alt yeah but uh, they they're kind of there was like a whole story about them on card porn about how when you sign up for their extension because basically what the extension does is it as a graphical overlay right on eBay. So you're scrolling on eBay through the sold transactions. You will see the buy it now sold price right there. Uh, but there was a whole story about them on card porn about how you had to accept their, you know, their T's and C's, like all the fine print. It was something about they'll, they'll capture all of your browsing data and all that kind of stuff. So oh, I, don't, yeah. I guess they were selling it or something. So that was, um, that was the one thing like negative about them otherwise i know a lot of people that do use them because it makes it very convenient very easy to see what the best offer is accepted at but you can just pop over to 130 130 p-o-i-n-t.com 130.com and you just click on their little search ebay sales and copy and paste whatever listing it is and right in there and it'll pull it up and it'll show you um what the best offer is accepted at so I just sent you something uh, in the chat. It's crazy what people pay for reprints. <laughs> that was a Zion and John ja Morant reprint uh, for $3,500. After tax and all that, probably four K total. Look at are that. the autographs even legit? I th that's what I'm wondering. Did did someone peel the autograph? Because it's like a Panini sticker, and did yeah. they put the autographs on the custom NBA logo? Man, that is crazy, and that probably costs what maybe. Well, you have to peel the autos off if those are actual autos. But all the way down to the uh, <laughs> to the back of the card where it says, the enclosed player-worn used materials and autographs are guaranteed by Panini America. 2019 Panini blockchain. I know. Even in this reprint, they they – put it all there and they it says rp on there huh in that in that just that's just so wild to me and the description is even better scroll down to the description mm, nicely created custom card authentic logo man patches from nba unis authentic logo oh so wait <laughs> Does this mean this guy bought a couple NBA jerseys and cut out the logo man to put it in this card he made? That's all he did, probably. Card is a novelty and is intended to sell at a fraction of the original. A true dual one of one sold for over 145000 Not looking for a huge profit, just need to cover costs of creation. Thanks for bidding. Oh, wow. I don't even think this autograph's even legitimate. Or maybe he bought a cheap auto card from jaw and uh zion and took the sticker and put it on this is that what you think the autos look honestly good that those look like they're autos wow but still okay if you were to 
man, their autos are kind of expensive. Um, still, the fact that I, I just can't even think of somebody out there that would want that card for $4,000. It was just crazy. Well, chances are whoever bought that card is probably the same person that was bidding on Bailey Zappi on uh, at, at halftime last Monday night for on the Space Score Auto for eight hundred dollars. You know. Mm. Well, well, yeah, I just wanted to to show you that um, one touch versus slab is going to be the main topic of the day. We'll talk about other uh, NFL news and notes, football cards. Uh, let me. Yeah, you know another interesting topic. So I sold. Uh, I sold a Tyler Johnson card. Tyler Johnson. Yeah, you're like, wait, does he even play? No, he got. He's back on the Bucks practice squad. Believe it or not, he got. The Bucks cut him from the team, sent him to the practice squad. He got released from the practice squad, so he got cut altogether. The Texans picked him up off of waivers. They put they activated him for like two games. He didn't get very much run. They don't even throw the ball much. And Davis Mills is having a terrible second year. He got moved back to the practice squad on the Texans, then got waived from the Texans. So he got cut all together from their team. And now the Bucks have picked him back up and put him back on our practice squad. I don't know why this uh, the only reason why i think this guy bought this card from me for forty dollars is because it's a gold card it's numbered out of 10 so it just goes to show you like the scarcity and i had it listed for a hundred and the guy sent me a message and he's like hey he's like would you do forty dollars for this card i mean seeing how this guy's not even on a team anymore and i'm like you know what yeah i'll, I'll oh, take yeah. forty dollars for it um and uh, that was, I mean, it was like actually a few more dollars than what uh, I, I basically broke even on the card. But uh, just for the fact, I mean, he's ob- the, the, Tyler Johnson pretty much turned out to be a, a total bust, you know, like uh, Denzel Mims or something. But um, <laughs> or, but you look at a guy like Nikhil Harry's actually having a resurgence to his career the past couple weeks in Chicago, uh, which is pretty interesting. So I guess stranger things have happened, man. Uh, but just the scarcity alone, you know, um, you can look at that as a floor for a gold card, like $40. So I thought it was an interesting uh, observation. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. We're gonna, uh, I want to talk today about my guy. My guy's Justin Mother Effing Fields, baby. Oh, yeah, man. Watch out. He's People. definitely starting to look like the best quarterback from this class, from that class, twenty twenty one. And Andy, what what did I, what have I told you from the beginning? You said he was going to be the best class, uh, best quarterback from the twenty twenty one class. When have I ever led you astray? You actually haven't. I mean, the only I, yeah. the only bold prediction that I've just gotten wrong is like I thought Tua would just be terrible, uh, but he, he's 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 solid. Super solid. Uh, yep. Friend of the show, Parker, made a big sale. Sold his two of one of one Prism Black for for 7K. Ooh, nice in, job, in, Parker. In, in, a B, in a BGS lab. Man, I, I once once he listed that thing for 7K, I was like, someone's going to buy that. 
seven thousand yeah, is not very, very reasonable. Seven thousand is not bad if you truly do believe in the Dolphins for that one on one. Uh, I know it's Prism Black, not you know the base Prism and one in auto, but still. Uh, but Justin Fields can play, and the one thing I like about him, okay, this team is bad. It's bad, okay. Now, I have pointed out that Justin Fields has had some other awful performances, right? The Green Bay primetime game a few weeks ago was was bad, okay? But the guy has legit nothing to work with. When Nikhil Harry is is emerging, that lets you know. And Cole Komet sucks. He, he's not good. Uh, I, I just think Fields is decent. Um I, I, but the truth is, I just did not love the 2021 class, and I didn't love the 2022 class. But what I'm going to be talking about a lot on the show coming up is the 2023s and the 2024 draft class QBs are going to be beast mode, right? And you know, I, 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 I think this was kind of bad for the football card hobby that you know these these quarterbacks and these draft classes just haven't been you know great like 2020s have like just right out of the the gate really um but when you look historically there are a lot of years where there's just not a good quarterback in the class obviously you know 2015 is a great example of this it was uh Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota and both of them aren't great. Uh, that's all there is to it. So, you know, it it it, it is uh, what it is. But today we're going to talk about just – I want to talk some Justin Fields. Uh, one touch versus slab, that's going to be our first topic, obviously. Um, and then we'll get into, you know, the news and notes and just do our normal thing. Um, you know, you just made me think about something interesting. I'm looking up the sold price of what a 2015 Prism – mega box sells for or maybe a 2015 prism uh blaster box or something just anything any kind of box from 2015 i'm, I'm curious or maybe even a tops chrome uh because i'm i'm curious to see where that's at today i mean because you have a, i guess you have a couple skill guys like stefan diggs yeah in there i mean but it's not it's there's not a whole lot of what amari cooper stefan diggs um, there's not a whole lot of, of players from that draft class that are really desirable. Uh, Andrew Luck is on the cover of the box 2015 two, So they're about $70 a piece or mega or blaster. They don't have megas in 2015. It's blaster or hobby box. Ah, yeah. Then the jumbo hobby box. So I guess the hobby box was considered kind of like a mega box, and because then they have a jumbo hobby box. So the the hobby box recently sold for four hundred and fifty. So it's about four. Yeah, about I'm seeing a trend of about four twenty five for the hobby box. You get four autos per box, though. That's pretty good, dude. That they don't give you hit rates like that anymore. 
four autos per box four uh, autos per box yeah dude and then the i guess like the slim down hobby box you get two autos per box that one sold for about 300 and then the blaster boxes sell for about uh 70 bucks um and compare that to today's 2021 prism blaster and, and right, I guess there's a big difference in supply and demand. You know, it's just supply in general. And let's see. Well, the 2021 Select blasters are pretty cheap, man. New and sealed three, red and blue. One, I guess they're going for about 30 to 35. There's like literally no profit in flipping them raw, I guess, anymore. The brand new. And that, I guess that's why you're finding the stuff still on shelves. There is not. And that's something else I, I actually am going to uh, bring up today. The shelves are packed. That's good. I like that, man. It's fantastic. So, I mean, because, you know, dude, that, the days of people trampling each other and getting there at 6 a.m. and having to contend with scalpers and distributors making deals out the back of their truck and with the employees and all this crap was just, like, ridiculous to me. I'm like, why can't? I take my kid to the store and buy a pack of cards, you know, and, and now you can. I like that aspect of it. I just know it's a slippery slope and they got to be careful. Like we don't want it to turn into the, you know, into the yeah. 90s where it's there's just way too much. and It's hard, man. It's hard yeah. to have that happy medium, right? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I'm, re I'm ready. When, I'm ready when you are, man. I'm talking up about today. All right, brother. <clears throat> I'm going to get a water, water set. Yeah, water break. And ready, ready to go. Let's go.